Randy Weingarten and the AFT are hurting our kids. They've been hurting our kids for a number of years, but only recently have we started to really pay attention. So you know what? We're going to talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana, and today we are going to skewer, roast, however you want to determine it, uh, the one and only Randy Weingarten, who has been the face of school closures and keeping your kids in masks, and to join me, helping me do that, is Steve Abramowitz from the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Brian, what is up? Steve, not much. It's been a busy day now behind the scenes. We're recording here on a Saturday, so I know this is going to be airing probably like a, a, on Friday of this coming week, so sorry, folks. But with that being said, being a new dad means I have to be creative. So Ooh. that means we do three episodes in one day, and I just change my shirts. Ha! No, I just said nobody knows, but radio. now they know. <laughs> Hardest working man in radio. There you go. Well, Steve, welcome to the show. I'm looking Thank forward to uh, skewering the one and only Randy Weingarten. But first, before we do that, do me a favor. Introduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. My name is Steve Abramowitz. I'm the host of the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast, owner of the Mill Creek View newspaper in Washington State, also the owner of the Mill Creek View, Washington podcast uh, with different hosts, Vincent Cavallari and Luis Torres. Um, been in this game for little bit of a while about 96 episodes in tennessee and 20 plus in washington so uh seen a few things had some amazing guests and uh really enjoy spending time with folks like you who uh, also love the podcasting and talking game likewise well i i'm looking forward to our conversation today because i think it's fair to say steve that you and i have a shared mutual disdain towards the topic of the start things off for our conversation. Randy Weingarten over in the American Federation of Teachers over the past three years. She has pretty much been the face, the masked face that is, of keeping our schools closed, keeping kids at home, keeping kids masked up, and wanting your kids to get vaccinated. All the while she's over in Ukraine asking us to give millions of dollars to Ukrainian students and teachers, which I think the A in AFT stands for American. I don't know, but that's just me. Steve, let's kind of kick things off here. What leads your disdain towards the the one and only Randy Weingarten? Well, you said a couple of them. When you say the face and the voice, those two things really get my uh, skin crawling because um, it reminds me of a, a chalkboard in the school where you take your fingernails and you just read it right down there because what was she doing in Ukraine? She was over there promoting remote learning. And what was the number one cause of the depression and the, I would, some would say suicides and actual loss of learning from the COVID years that she was involved with and forced to go longer than necessary and now has to admit to, mm -hmm. it was remote learning. Mm -hmm. So why would we go into a war zone and teach people remote learning except for one thing, sell some software. And so, you know, I call her the blue M&M. You can look it up on Google if you want to. She she's looks like the blue M&M. And uh, she's been probably the second worst person uh, in politics since COVID broke out prior to 
Dr. Fauci. Mm. Oh, now, that little troll. Yes. That little troll. And so one of they, they're about the same size. Stack them up on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, milk cart. Well, frankly, Steve, I think, five. I think you're being insulting towards all trolls because I am the science. Yeah. I think he's a smoker, by the way. But, um, sounds it. One thing I just want to throw out there is, you know, the AFT, uh, the Anti-Federation of Teachers, is the second largest union in the in America. The NEA is actually quite larger, and Becky Pringle is the head of that one, and she's a straight-up Marxist communist. So the fact that the two of those work together hand-in-hand hand for 90% of the teachers out there, I wouldn't want to be a teacher, would you? <laughs> well, you know what's funny, Steve, is I remember fondly hearing one of my professors back in college argue it was the whole time citizens united was going through and saying you know well this is exactly why we got to get money out of politics and i said you want to start with teachers unions and you you just saw like the the 404 does not compute the the the, 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 the um the meme of the npc just like the brain and that right there like let's start off with the aft nea i mean is it anything but a money laundering organization at this point uh it's a slush fund no question about it uh, i'm sure your audience is well aware that most of the dollars 98.9 percent of it goes right back into democratic politicians running for office and when um the planned parenthood started to lose their business model uh the unions obviously had to step up and fill that gap. And then the SEIU started to lose their cachet because people started to figure that one out. And lit literally the last bastion of guaranteed Elizabeth Warren type of um, donors are the teachers. And it's never, well, I shouldn't say never, it's not the teacher rank and file, maybe 25%, 30%. If they've been around for 55 years, of course, they're diehards, but the new ones, they need paychecks. They're not getting paid. They're getting paid 30 grand. They don't want to see it go directly into uh, teacher bosses so that Randy can fly to Ukraine and sell them software that probably doesn't work, just like the, the Obamacare rollout website. So the that. last the last thing they do is teach kids, right? And so the prior, this is interesting in my mind, maybe you don't care, but I care. The last teacher union boss before Randy Weingarten said literally, when the students start donating to politicians, I'll start focusing on the kids. So the whole thing has just been since day one, a racket. It's, it's disgusting. It's disheartening. And frankly, I'm at a point now where I'm just tired of playing nice. Like, and, and this is where I, I earlier this past week, I got a little tough love with some libertarians. Like we, we have to stand for something, right? You, and that means sometimes standing against something or particular organizations or people and definitively saying, why? And this is a perfect example, right? So many folks are afraid of like, oh, well, we don't want to upset teachers. It's like, stop it. Like, we we are far beyond having conversations of niceties and trying not to offend. They're, they're literally indoctrinating our children. Now, is this every government public teacher? No, I understand that. However, it 
it is at a point now where we have to start calling a spade a spade. And that means having to have these conversations and call out the nonsense, call out the bullshit when we see it. Because if we're not, then we're just going to be sitting on the sidelines watching our kids turn to little Marxist drones. And then when we come to the table 10 years later and be like, why does my kid hate me? It's going to be like, well, maybe because Susan and Gary, you were sitting at home while Susie went off to school and you were like, oh, well, she's going to get taught all the best stuff from the teachers only to not go into the classroom yourself to see the, 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 the what name the, the, the trans flags on the wall and the Marxist stuff on the wall. And you know, the, the Tommy is a boy, but he's actually a girl books that are now being put in libraries. Like, yeah, that is what happens when you don't take a part in your kids, not just education, but overall growth as a human being, they're going to grow up to be really impressionable and who are they looking for that impression it's going to be the the teachers it, it, the educators who are yeah. they teaching are they educating or is it really indoctrination and this kind of goes towards one of the things you actually just had a guest in your show riley uh, uh gains right uh the the, the, the nncaa swimmer who she yeah. was uh, usurped by a man who is identifies as a woman um well she tied that man for fifth right. in the third night. But yes, the, the real tragedy there is the NCAA let the uh, locker rooms be unisex without telling any of the kids or parents. And so they had to look at something they didn't volunteer to see because he's not a real transitioner. He only took the hormones for one year because that was the rule in order to compete. Now that he's done with college, he's right back to being just a jerk. It's it's frustrating because we've been told we're not supposed to have these conversations. So I'm glad you're you're having these conversations. Talk to me about Riley when she was on your show. What were some of the main things that she brought up based on her personal experience? Riley's an amazing woman. She's a Tennessee native. Uh, she uh, graduated. She had five SEC championships, 12 All-Americans, one of the fastest women uh, swimmers in the world, and just had to suffer at the time when she was, you know, kicking ass and taking names, gets to the college level her senior year, eight hours a day in the pool, no social life, no boyfriends, no movies, you know, just this is their life. You know, you start out at six hours in high school and then eight hours a day in college, sacrifice everything for this because you love it. Her dad was a football player. Her mom, I think, was volleyball. So anyway, she loved it. Gets to her senior year and she starts hearing this name. Who is this? Pennsylvania University swimmer, you know, that's not really known as a swimming college. And, and who's this Leah Thomas? I, I, I didn't compete against that person as a kid, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. Oh, then she discovers it's a man. But the whole time she's thinking, doesn't matter, never going to happen. The NCA, my coaches, my, my parents, my friends, my mentors, everyone's going to have our backs and they'll never let parents or uh, men swim against women. It's impossible. They just won't do that. Sure enough, this, the meet the fastest girls in all the world. This guy bumps off number nine because they only let eight in. He comes in first day, wins his national championship. Second day, dogs it a little bit. You can watch the video of her swimming against him. He completely loafs it, gets to tie with fifth. Statistically impossible, ties for fifth. Well, I guess not because it won in a million, but he did it. And they give him the trophy instead of her because they wanted the photo op showing that the NCAA is just as in the bag for wokeness as the AFT and the NEA and a whole bunch of other uh, three-letter words that are out there that uh, really don't have the competitor or the student or the woman's best interests in mind, even though we're supposed to believe all women and hashtag me too and everything else we've been through in the last decade. 
just showing that the double standard is alive and well. You know what it's showing me, Steve, is that the patriarchy always wins because we have, we have Leah Thomas, who is a dude winning, winning swimming meets for yeah. on, as, a, as a woman. You have, uh, what's the, the health and human services uh, guy? Yorkus. Uh, oh, what is it? Oh, health and human services? I forget. The, uh, the other, the immigration From Pennsylvania. Yorkus. I'm oh, sorry. The, uh, Dr. Levine. Dr. Levine. Rachel Levine. That's right. Her her name, his name escaped my head because he's changed names so many times. I mean, you see this, you see uh, across the board men taking now the role of women and dominating in their respective areas. It's. I have it, a list of 20 sports in front of me. Want me to run them Do down it. Real yeah, quick? go for it. Women's Flat Track Derby, USA Skimo 2022 National Champion uh, Sprint. Okay. Uh, snooker. Uh, we got New Zealand darts. We've got Brazilian cup, which was uh, volleyball. Oh, terrible story about volleyball, by the way. You know the gal who got her spinal cord disconnected from her spine because the guy went up and did a full-on spike? No. Uh, J.C. Cooper, 2019 national champion for bench press. We've got uh, Canadian national champion downhill mountain biking. We've got Olympic weightlifter, uh, two Oceana championships. The thing about this, and there's more, uh, Masters Track Cycling, Lawless won the long driver for golf, of course, Italian National Championship for Paralympics. Um, One more I'll just give you and then move on because they're all over the place. Golf. So the worst thing about this is for every one of those champions, there's a girl, a woman, who spent her whole life trying to get to that who didn't make the cut because he took that spot. So it's like... Yeah, the patriarchy, yeah, it's men doing this or whatever. And then you got the the guy who I just talked about who spiked the ball at the girl and, and basically That's hurt. horrifying. Jeez. It's a year later. Riley knows this girl. He was telling me the story. She knows this girl. A year later, he's still texting her going, I live rent-free in your head. Like there's no empathy, no sympathy, no you know competitive, you know, like I know I'm sorry I was born a little stronger than you. And so please forgive me for really, really wanting to compete. But I did. It's more like in your face, I'm a terrible person and you didn't qualify and your career is over now because I hurt you. And that's the boxer. You and I were talking Mm -hmm. offline about the boxer who broke the skull of the girl. I mean, this is not a good thing. This is not the right thing we should be doing. We're not gladiators. And and we've just, we've like just completely blown reality out of the water. (laughs) And like, that's the part that it, it's scary to me to see how many people have just been able to go along to get along because they're, they're again they're afraid of of hurting people's feelings they're afraid of ruffling feathers and there's they're afraid of going against the current thing right and in they're this, afraid of getting fired yep Brian, that too it's you know I've got friends who work for Fortune 500 companies that have to spend an hour a day of DEI training good god uh, for those that don't know it's diversity equity inclusion which I call diversity inclusion and equity because it's die. And the point of that is, is that these guys, I keep saying to them, gosh, you've been saying this for months. Haven't they run out of things to say by now? Haven't they told you you're a racist and a xenophobe and a homophobe and a Islamophobe enough times that you like kind of got the point? It's like they keep coming every hour is a new one and it's a daily thing and you have to do it. If you start blowing them off, if you say, oh, you're lame, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take a stand. You get fired. And some of these people have tons of stock options. They've got families. They've got grandkids. They've got kids in college. They've got whatever they've got. And they can't really afford to take a stand and say, all right, I'll just put up with this hour of my day and just be. But 
over time, this psychological stuff, it's no different than indoctrinating a five-year-old with the library books that are in eyesight and they have to talk about, you know, homosexuality and transgenderism or whatever the case may be, you know, C-spot run, C-spot on the dress. It all comes down to it's going to sink in at some point, especially in the culture that we're in where it's 360 degrees, 365 days a year mm -hmm. between Disney and Netflix and clickbait on your laptop that was given to you by your school anyway and the library and the teacher and oh my gosh i would be so hard to be a kid these days you just have a brand new kid so you're gonna have to deal with this worse than mine who's in college who we're just trying to get him out of there without becoming home a, a little marxist prick yep <laughs> yep well and my sister she uh she just graduated college here um this past past week yeah we, past weekend wow time flies and uh you know just she would she would call me and she'd be like brian you'll never believe what my sociology professor said today and it would usually just be this diatribe of marxist just bullshit and it 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 kind of caught me off guard because my sister's nine years younger than i and to think like when i was in college like yeah you would hear some of this stuff but it was isolated right it was it was maybe one teacher two teachers that would sneak stuff in here and there it wasn't that they would be openly blatantly promoting this nonsense and yet now it's it's almost the the i say almost it is it is the norm and that yeah. is what kind of terrifies me is that yeah. it's become so prevalent and it's become it's being done so so just boldly like 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 i don't care what you think like we're gonna yeah. promote this marxist agenda whether you like it or not and your kids are you, gonna you nailed it i mean one of my friends oh, from this business way back when we weren't that close i can just say that i was around him was uh andrew breitbart and he point coined the phase that pollocks is downstream from culture mm -hmm. but actually that's been reversed now yep. maybe because he told maybe because he gave away the secret but actually politics is upstream from culture at this point because what you were talking about used to be isolated in the colleges mm -hmm. you and i had to deal with that we could ignore it we could laugh at it we can go to the real world get a job get a paycheck and say who the heck is this fica guy taking all my money we learned to become conservative or libertarian because of that now it's because of people like randy weingarten trickled all the way down to elementary school where they want to get them as early as they can. And you got Nancy Pelosi saying kids at 14 should be able to vote because that's when they're dumb and impressionable. And that was the Obama, uh, the Obama um, coalition was the young and the dumb. And so they want more dumb because the young have gotten older and they say, I don't like this anymore. This is a bad deal. It's a, it, it, and when you look at the teachers unions, they're following what used to be the Nike model. Nike started out in professional sports and they said, oh, we got the Raiders. We got the Nike swoosh on the Raiders. Good. Eyeballs. We're marketing ourselves. Then they said, well, there's a bunch of college teams. They could use a little bit of money. We could sponsor them too. And you got Adidas at UCLA and Nike at USC. Big names on TV, free. Tiger Woods on his golf ball, whatever. Professionals. Then they said, well, we're kind of run out of worlds to conquer there. Let's go down to the high schools. And you start seeing the billboards or the, the scoreboards would have a Nike on it, or you'd have the Pepsi in the in the locker room versus Coke or whatever the case may be. Well, along comes Randy Weingarten and they go even lower. They say, well, we've run out of places. Let's stick Planned Parenthood in the elementary schools and in the public libraries and in the uh, online access to this and that and the other thing. That works for big tech, money for them, but it's not really good for the kids. And that's why these kids come out of that the, the place so often. What I get most proud of is people like, Riley Gaines, mm -hmm. or a whole list of other ones. Cash Daniels here in, in Chattanooga, who is trying to clean the Tennessee River, one of the most polluted waterways in the world, I believe it or not, because of microplastics, because he is young, 
he did have to suffer through all that, but he made it through with his own common sense and his own libertarian ideas to say, I don't think Randy Weingarten is a leader that I really want to emulate when I grow up and become the next, you know, acorn uh, Barack Obama accolade. I want to be somebody who believes in meritocracy, right. believes in the patriotism, believes in America, go into the military for gosh sakes, even though it's a very, very difficult thing to do right now. So long, so I don't want to filibuster but the point is, is that they reached all the way down to the very lowest common denominator which is our little kids our babies and they poke the bear and that's why you see people like moms for liberty when the mama bears coming back and say uh-uh not our kids even though the administration is saying those are our kids not your kids and americans are saying on oh, oh, no they are not you could have my tax dollars but you cannot have my children this is not russia we had tiffany justice here on the show back uh 2021 i think it was I've, I've had her on too she's amazing awesome right she's just a firebrand and she and and moms for liberty like they they are truly doing the lord's work and actually standing up and fighting back and, and it just it it pisses me off so much to hear the nihilistic internet bullies specifically on and i'm gonna look at you right now libertarians out there who who will be like oh well we don't want moms for liberty trying to dictate what kids are learning in class it's like what, well what's the conversation then like if it wasn't gonna... for moms for liberty we wouldn't even know exactly I went, to, I went to a convention of theirs and they actually read the book they had a saturday night live actress um victoria jackson reading the books and putting them up on the big screen and you could actually see that no 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 this is not huckleberry finn in 1984 no. this is debbie does dallas and uh you know i don't know taboo like you don't want to see what these are being seen. And if they go to a school board meeting or a city council meeting and read what's in the public library, they get censored and say, no, no, that's inappropriate yep. for here. Why is it appropriate for my five-year-old, but inappropriate for you, a grown man or woman who got elected to be city council to protect our kids in the first place? That's and it's, it's because job. they don't, it's not that they think it's inappropriate. It's because they, they're getting called out on their bullshit. They're getting, they're getting caught in, in actually having what they're promoting to the kids being exposed and shame on school board and members. That was the silver right? lining of COVID, by the way, is when they had to go to Zoom and yes. remote learning. Prior to that, we all wanted body cams on cops and cameras in the in the in the school rooms, but they wouldn't allow it. COVID comes along for whatever reason. And now we see in there, and you could say, What's that flag in that teacher's office in kindergarten? Or what's that? lesson you're learning about anal sex and homosexuality and why and all of a sudden they're exposed yep but little did we know it was going on for 40 years yep well and and again shame on the school board members who have let this happen and who have just been like well we want to let the teachers teach no you are a school board member for a reason you are to help yeah. set the curriculum you are setting the standards yeah. not just passively going along for what the teachers and randy weingarten and the aft want taught to your kids what they want to indoctrinate your kids. So, uh, and I mean, the American libraries association <laughs> and geez. the, you know, uh, parenthood. And I mean, anything with a government, the department of education, glisten there are, it's a 360 degree assault on our kids 24 hours a day. I'm not kidding. And we have an obligation, frankly, to, to fight back and stand up. And I'm so glad Steve, that we were able to have this conversation because I think, Far too often than not, and, and we'll kick off final thoughts here. I'll, I'll start things off. Um, you know, far too often than not, we see 
people just want to avoid the conversation. You mentioned many reasons why, whether it's for fear of reprimation from their job, right? Like, you know, losing their job, losing their stock options, whatever it may be, for fear of societal, um, you know, condemnation or scorn from their friends, from their family. And I, I'm like, I'm, we're at a point now where you have to stand up and say no. We talked about this on Monday's episode when I had uh, Shane from the Hoppetarians on. You know, we have to, to have the testicular fortitude to point at things that are wrong to point at things that are bad and say no. Like, we we are libertarians, and I say, you know, we, the greater, you know, libertarian movement, we are libertarians because we believe in the ideas of not hurting people and not taking their stuff. This is, by definition, hurting someone. It is hurting your kids. It is hurting their future prospects. It's hurting our country. It's hurting the, the generation of children right now who are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. We have an obligation to stand up and, and not just, like, say this is wrong, but to actually do something about it, to fight back and and to not let the the AFT, not let Randy Weingarten and and the Marxists that are out there con- control and determine what your kids are going to believe, what your kids are are going to turn out to be when they grow up. So I I encourage you, parents, as you're listening to today's episode, stop sitting in the sidelines, get involved, care about your kid's future, care about what your kid is learning today, and become an involved parent. That's my final thoughts, Steve. What do you have for us on your end? Yeah, I mean, number one, Randy Weinrogen can't have kids. She doesn't like kids. She's <laughs> married to a woman. She really needs a bunch of teachers to say it is my right to not contribute to my uh, dues because that is the law. They don't have to. They don't even know that usually. And if we could defund that and a lot of the other groups that are just like that, close the Department of Education would be a miracle. I've been demanding that since Carter put it in place. I'm that old. Um, I uh, would be a big fan of seeing that. And the one thing that I think libertarians, Republicans, and maybe even some Democrats can agree on, and we can see that with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is that Biden said he was a a uniter, not a divider. Well, he has united a lot of us against him. That's my final thought. Steve Abramowitz, where can folks go ahead, find you on social media, they want to continue the conversation, and where can they find your, uh, your show? I'm on Twitter at Mill Creek View. I'm on Facebook, The Mill Creek View. My newspaper is mcview.us. And the podcast is Mill Creek View, Tennessee on all of your favorite podcast channels and Rumble, not YouTube because they would have taken it down a long time ago. So enjoy it on Rumble. Uh, I sure like to put produce it for you. So I hope you like it. And we are, you know, I'm sure just one breath away from being nuked here on YouTube. We just got the notice that we have harmful content according to the YouTube policy. So no monetization here for the Brian Nichols show. But we are this still conversation around. won't help that at all. Oh, Sorry I know. That. This week, <laughs> if I'm not gone by the end of this week, then I must have done something wrong. But no, folks, while we are still here, please hit the subscribe button and notification bell while we uh, are still around. But just in case, please follow us on independent media like rumble but specifically please go follow us on sovereign it's ben swan's entity and he's doing an amazing job over there helping foster free speech and actually have these very very important conversations and there's quite a few people outside of just the traditional liberty movement who are heading over to these independent media sources so if you want to go and have these conversations where the average person is well please go ahead support us there and also you can follow me on social media at b nichols liberty twitter and facebook are where i'm most active specifically over on twitter if you want to reach out to yours truly personally and by the way for 
all these show notes plus all the social media links they can be found in the show notes so with that being said folks thank you for joining us on an amazing week of episodes and of course thank you for joining us for today's episode that being said brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for steve abramowitz we'll see you later peace thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at brian nichols show.com